Let's welcome to the programme our special guest, our next guest, Rob uh, Lindley, uh, MD of Mitsubishi Motors. Welcome to the programme. We're talking about emissions and the government road to zero emissions. Uh, an uphill sort of struggle by the sound of it, because when's the date for that? Welcome. Oh, good morning. How are you? All right. Yes, the government's targeting uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050, and, and as part of that, has set a, a policy directive that it'd like to have over half of the UK cars purchased being ultra-low emission vehicles by 2030. So when they talk about ultra-low emission vehicles, they mean cars that uh, produce somewhere between zero and 50 grams of CO2. So that's pure electric or plug-in hybrid type vehicles. That's the target that they set. Yeah, and it doesn't sound at all realistic to me as a layman, but maybe you can tell us more. But I'm just thinking that I can't even imagine how... Um, we could ever have a situation where everybody needed to get their car charged for even as little as five minutes because you'd have to have massive uh, areas where it would be as big as a town <laughs> for each each um, petrol station that we have now copes with, I don't know, how many, a uh, hundred going through every 20 minutes maybe or something like that, yeah, just I'm a not, guess. Not, not sure on the numbers going through petrol stations, but it certainly is a challenge. I mean, in, infrastructure's... Uh, absolutely a challenge for uh, for the government in this regard. Um, and uh, as charging becomes quicker, uh, battery technology becomes more uh, smarter, then, then I think the, the ability to charge cars in a much shorter time frame is definitely uh, uh, definitely coming along the way. What, what, one of the things that uh, an important part of that solution, though, I think is, is plug-in hybrid technology. So at Mitsubishi, um, we sell a vehicle called the Outlander plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, so it's a plug-in vehicle that also has a petrol engine. Sounds sensible, that. Um, and that basically gives you a, a best-of-both-world solution. So effectively, you can plug in the car at home. Most of your mileage, if you're doing commuting, uh, social, domestic, and pleasure-type driving on over short distances is done on electric. But then if you have uh, the range issue, is covered by the fact you have a petrol engine as well that then kicks in when the, ra- when the electric range is gone and effectively charges the, recharges the battery and keeps the, uh, the vehicle running at it's, that point. I mean, that sounds absolutely brilliant. And I can't imagine a time myself, I'm sure there might be in the future, when we wouldn't have hybrids, which every, for every reason you've said that sounds absolutely brilliant. But to actually imagine us being able to have pure electric cars throughout just seems to me to be impossible unless we can end up... Um, really with the situation where you can charge a car in maybe under five minutes like you can fill your car up right you know? yeah i mean do you agree with that I, it, it's a, it's a challenging uh step in the future there's, there's no question about it um and i think you know if as ranges increase um and people are able to charge at home and, and work charging becomes more more prevalent as well and other places where you can charge that don't have to be petrol stations. Remember, you know, you could look at charging on the street as well as a future yeah. future solution. Sure. I think, it, I think it, you know, I can envisage a situation where we can get there, but I think it is some way away. Yeah. And for me, um, you know, one of my bugbears is that I think the government needs, if, if this is the direction they're taking, they need to be consistent in terms of their policies, in terms of taxation and incentives and, and other aspects, so the consumer knows what they're supposed to be doing. Because yeah. I, I think right now the consumer's, rather confused in the market okay and what what is the the best time possible that you can get some reasonable amount of charge in uh, a car just generally is it um varied throughout different manufacturers or it, it does it does vary significantly you know you're on a on a slow uh, normal sort of three pin charge uh, at home you know you're, you're often talking about six to eight hours overnight charging 
but there are uh, fast chargers, uh, typically motorway service stations, where you can you usually get about up to 80% of charge on, on certain vehicles within a time frame of about 20 minutes. But it, it does depend somewhat on, on different manufacturers. It's got to come down a lot more than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so also, I suppose the other interesting thing is just um, the fact that when we're using electricity, aren't we uh, using, um, you know, resources as well? And therefore, you know, is that sort of counterproductive? Well, ultimately, we, we know that we're moving towards uh, powering ele- or producing electricity through more environmentally friendly technologies. I think there was uh, a statistic the other week, the other day, where um, the UK went for 100 hours without any coal power in its uh, in its whole electric infrastructure. Uh, and I think what we're seeing is an increasing uh, power generation through through wind power, through solar, uh, wave powers coming along as well. So I think you know we should probably trust in the fact that they. There's a solution coming that will give more of the electric power coming from environmentally friendly uh, solutions. So you don't just end up moving the CO2 from one place to another, effectively. Yeah. And finally, I mean, we're talking about all of this. Is the government encouraging it? Uh, Not enough, to be perfectly honest with you. So, uh, as I mentioned, we sell uh, the Outlander plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. It's the best-selling plug-in vehicle in the UK. It has been for the last uh, uh, five years. Uh, We sold around about 9,000 of these in the UK last year. Um, and one of the reasons why it's been so popular is there has been a purchase incentive. Um, so the government incentivized the purchase of all electric vehicles with a £5,000 grant and, uh, and plug-in hybrid vehicles with a £2,500 grant. That's a contribution towards the cost. It's obviously uh, to encourage customers to make that transition. Unfortunately, uh, effective October last year, the government decided to remove that, uh, that grant from plug-in hybrid vehicles and, re- and reduce the electric ones significantly. So if, if they're trying to send signals to consumers about what they want to do in the future um, in terms of embracing these technologies, they're sending somewhat confusing signals by withdrawing incentives and, and withdrawing grants. So I think that's an area the government needs to, needs to look again. Uh, you know, it was only a few years ago that, that, that we were, most people were thinking about the right solution was diesel technology yeah. because diesel offered great CO2 emissions. But now, obviously, the focus shifting towards um, air quality and particulate emissions now we're, we're, we're actively being disincentivized from diesels, and you see diesel cars disappearing from most manufacturers' ranges now. Um, but, um, you know, if the government would like us to embrace all electric and, and plug-in hybrid, or collectively the ultra-low emission technologies, I think some more joined-up thinking needs to be given in terms of taxation, in terms of incentives, um, and, and in terms of just the, the way that they're promoting right. uh, these solutions. And where do we go for more info, Rob? Um, for Mitsubishi. If you'd like to come to our website, which is mitsubishi-cars.co.uk, there you can find out all about uh, the the Outlander plug-in hybrid electric vehicle and, of course, the other vehicles in our range. Thanks for the chat. It'd be great to talk to you. Have a great day. Cheers.